Welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Larry Van Beek, NCSO. So I noticed that you just skipped over all the academic type things. I did. I did. I, I thought people would like a, kind of a workman kind of guy tonight. Oh, yeah. Like a blue collar guy. Like I put on my overalls. Let's get to work and look at some Zephaniah. That's right. Like I bought myself a pair of red wing boots this summer hmm. at a yard sale, mind you. Like I paid a hundred. They're usually almost 400 for these boots. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. From Red Wing, Minnesota, of course. I, I, is that where it comes from? Is that where I, let, let's say that because it'll make my dear wife. Happy. Well, they are American boots for sure. Like oh, they're, well. they, and they're, they're, they're the cream of the crop for boots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, happy boots to you, my friend. Well, yeah. Well, and if you put those boots on, then you're Larry Van Beek NCSO. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So that's National Construction Safety Officer, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And they just made me the head of the OHS committee here at the school, which I didn't realize until someone said, Well, now you're the head of it because the other person's quit and moved on. <laughs> and I went, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> You've been promoted through a deletion. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I'm and I have to do um I I can do a, a safety audit on the school for to, to maintain my uh my designation. So, oh, okay. So it works out okay. Okay. Well enjoy that. That sounds like yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> that sounds like any fun at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, oh, it's awful, Steve. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I'm an IT guy. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind that, Tom Fuller. We're going to talk about Zephaniah 3, though, right? Yes, we're, we will talk about um, Jerusalem one more time. Hmm. Remember it, the, the preparation? Now, I forgot when Zephaniah wrote. It was it was right near, it was right near the, um, was it, it was just before the captivity, right? Yeah. Are we talking near the Babylonian captivity or? We are now talking the Babylonian captivity. We okay. really are. Okay. Yeah. And it, and am I right? Is he going to take Israel to the woodshed yet one more time? He's going to, actually, he's going to be, yes. Yeah. He's going to take Jerusalem and Jerusalem stands for all of Judah and all of Israel now, because don't forget Israel's gone. I mean, Samaria, right. they went into captivity in 732 um, over to Assyria. So they are the initial dispersion, but the actual um, diaspora, they call it, the actual dispersion uh, proper happens under the Babylonian captivity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is kind of kind of interesting, right? So yeah. the Babylonian captivities, um, they were Zoroastrians. They believed in lots of gods. Mm. And, and so they would move people throughout the empire to, they, they thought if you mingle everybody together, then the chance of them rising against you as a national force is 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 diminished. Okay. And honestly, when they came back from captivity, and we'll talk about this some other time, but when they came back from captivity, a lot of Jewish people didn't come back. Mm. You remember, you remember on the day of Pentecost, people are speaking all different languages, right? Yeah. There, there are people from all over speaking all different, or the, the apostles were speaking all different languages that these people understood, is because they were from the diaspora. They were all of the Jewish people that that went into captivity all over the Babylonian realm. And then when it was time to come back, they were like, I don't know, life's pretty good. Yeah. You know? And um, so so that's sort of what happened in the Babylonian captivity. Very much, like I'm from Holland. Uh, my parents are Dutch, right? Mm -hmm. And if someone said, you know, Holland is making some great recovery of its people, you can go back to Holland. I'd be like, I don't know. I, <laughs> 
I'm pretty happy here in Canada now, you know. <laughs> I, you know, the, the, the canals haven't frozen for a long time. There's no silver skates anymore. I'm not sure I want to go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's what happened to the Jewish people. So we are we are moving up to this Babylonian captivity. And he's still a little upset with, with Jerusalem, but I think he'll let them off at the end of this. Okay, okay, yeah. awesome. Well, folks, uh, let's just jump right in then. So here we are, verse 1, chapter 3. And we'll read down one to five. Woe to the city of to the city of oppressors, rebellious and defiled. She obeys no one. She accepts no correction. She does not trust in the Lord. She does not draw near her God. Her officials within her are roaring lions. Her rulers are like evening wolves who leave nothing for the morning. Her prophets are unprincipled. They are treacherous people. Her priests profane the sanctuary and do violence to the law. The Lord within her is righteous. He does no wrong. Morning by morning, he dispenses his his justice, and every day he does not fail. Yet the unrighteous know no shame. Yeah, so this is intriguing because before when he was talking about prophets, when he was talking to Israel, you would say they aren't they weren't really prophets of God, right? The prophets of Israel, some were, some of the some prophets went to Israel and spoke for God. But remember Jeroboam, he just, he, or, or priests, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, he just, he just made people priests and they, they weren't priests in the Levitical order and they weren't priests of God. But, but these guys now we're talking about Jerusalem. So this, this is where the prophets were coming from mostly. Um, and this is where the, where the priests were, were actually, were actually still in the Levitical order. You know, right from Moses on down, right? They, they they had the right priest. And these are the guys who are being bad. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, like, you're not accepting the correction of your prophets. Um, you know, you're not trusting in God. And you're like you're like lions and wolves, right? Mm-hmm. And wolves are actually a, a, a pretty good animal. They are the, but he's not referring to that aspect of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they say when wolves march, the the older wolves are in the middle. And the younger, stronger wolves are in the front, and then the main wolf, the alpha, is in the back, and they keep the the older ones and the and the female and the weaker ones, not the females, because the alpha can oftentimes be a female. Um, they keep him in the middle and protect him. Now he's not talking about that. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> he's really talking about wolves are really hungry in the evening, and any food they get, they're going to rip it apart and eat it, and it won't be left for morning. That's right. what these guys are like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're not the good wolves that my daughter would speak of. They are, they are the uh, the other wolves. Um, he said their prophets are unprincipled, and their priests profane the sanctuary. So, so the priests were very much like Eli's kids, right? If you yes. go, yeah, if you go all the way back to Samuel and Eli's kids that were just doing terrible things, right? They were having immoral sex, and they were they were um, they were eating food offered yeah. offered to God. Sanctified they would eat it before, food. yeah, and. And that's what these guys are like. They're they're like they're like our TV evangelists of the uh, yes. of the eighties. Do you remember the eighties? Yeah. Oh gosh, the, that was the decade of the falling TV evangelists. Oh. And and that was that was Oral Roberts when when he said, was it Oral Roberts that said, if if you don't give me five hundred million dollars or or a million dollars or something. Or if God, I don't get God 20 says million. He'll strike me dead. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was one of the one of the pro, one of the evangelists said that. And um and um some guy gave him the money because he was laughing at him actually, but gave him the money. 
and they had the cartoons of the angels. God's holding the angel back, saying, "No, he got his money. You can't do anything." And the angel's going, "Oh, let me just hit him once, just once. I just, <laughs> just want to hit him once." <laughs> and and actually, my one of my favorite guys was Jimmy Swaggart, and he had a fantastic school, and mm-hmm. and he had problems there. And there's probably about four or five guys that had all kinds of issues. Well, that's what these 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 are the that's what these priests were like. Yeah. Right? Yes, that's a good um, that's a good analogy of it too. Yeah. And so he says, he says, you know, the Lord is righteous and he doesn't do any wrong and he dispenses justice. You guys don't get it at all. Mm-hmm. You just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it continues on verse six, folks. I've destroyed the nations. Their strongholds are demolished. I've left their streets deserted with no one passing through. Their cities are laid waste. They are deserted and empty. Of Jerusalem, I thought, Surely you will fear me and accept correction. Then her place of refuge would not be destroyed, nor all my punishments come upon her. But they were still eager to act corruptly in all they did. Therefore, wait for me, declares the Lord, for the day I will stand up to testify. I have decided to assemble the nations, to gather the kingdoms, and to pour out my wrath on them, all my fierce anger. The whole world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. Yeah, and these are the guys he was talking about before. Remember, he was talking about about Cush and Assyria and Philistia and Moab and Ammon, right? And he and he and he said, "I I took care of all of those things for you, and basically, you still didn't turn to me. You were still just a bunch of jerks." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we want to we want to kind of tread lightly here, because you think of all the things God's done in in our lives <laughs> you know i said to lynn you know we've been married for for what 30 something years oh and that's how i had to say it unfortunately because <laughs> i don't remember the exact amount <laughs> and, when he uh, does he's holding it out he's holding his fingers up right now don't worry yep yep, yep. <laughs> and 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 god um god has looked after us completely looked after us for all those years Yes, Lynn said. I remember when I was when we were first married, and we had no money or anything. You were pastoring that church for nothing, and um, and God looked after us. And she says, yeah. "Now I'm worried again." And she says, "I have no real reason to be worried." Right, right. Why, why would God look after us all those years and now go? Ah, you're old and useless. I don't think I'll look after you anymore. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that is. Why. <laughs> but you're you're right we tend to not think about well, all all the times that god has been faithful and because of that we lose that perspective and then panic and worry or maybe we run off and sin like jerusalem does does or yeah did. yeah they did and they you know and they do they did and they do and uh, didgeridoo and and we um <laughs> we we're, we're yeah how are we different how are we different than that we're yeah. not we're not now, fortunately, these again are are comments to Jerusalem. They're not comments to Edmonton or Okotoks or you know or anything like that. Um, we just it just seems so much like us so often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But he's going to restore them, Steve. Yes. And that's how that's how Zephaniah finishes his book. Remember Zephaniah was was a was a uh, a royal person right hmm. he says i'm going to consume the world with my fierce anger now 
The world will be consumed by the fire of my jealous anger. People will look at the future for that. Mm-hmm. Always remember that. Whenever we're doing these prophets, whenever they say things that, that sound too big for that day, we say mm-hmm. it must be something that's going to happen in our future still. Okay. And uh, I don't think so. I just think they're big words and they actually are referring to them in that day. But he is going to, he's going to restore them. He always restores a remnant, by the way. He doesn't restore all of them. Right. Just some of them get by. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Kind of like a, kind of like a faithful remnant is always restored, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. You remember when, was it Ezekiel said, I'm the only, or no, um, Elijah, when he said, I'm the only guy serving you. And God said, no, no, there's 700 still serving yeah. me that haven't bowed to Baal. Yeah. Yeah. Then 700 with the seven, you think that's, yeah, it's a poetic number, not a yeah. literal number, but it could be a literal number as well. Yeah. But, but when they say I'm the only one and God says, no, you're not. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole bunch. Yeah. Don't get so full of yourself. <laughs> Come on, Isaiah. Like what? Are, what are you, Jonah? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Who are you now? <laughs> uh, let's, pick, let's pick it up in verse nine now, folks. Then I will purify the lips of the peoples, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve Him shoulder to shoulder. From beyond the rivers of Cush, my worshippers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. On that day, you, Jerusalem, will not be put to shame for all the wrongs you have done to me, because I will remove from you, you arrogant boasters. Never again will you be haughty on my holy hill. There's some fantastic alliteration. Um, (laughs) But I will leave within you the meek and humble, the remnant of Israel, will trust in the name of the Lord. They will do no wrong. They will tell no lies. A deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouths. They will eat and lie down, and no one will make them afraid. Sing, daughter Zion. Shout aloud, Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment, and he has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. On that day, they will say to Jerusalem, Do not fear, Zion. Do not let your hands hang limp. The Lord, your God, is with you. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Should I stop there? And yeah, maybe stop there. It's and um, and we'll just talk about this. the The weird thing here is is he says these things about them that where where you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be haughty anymore, and and you know you're. You're going to be meek and humble, and and you're not going to do any wrong, and you're not going to have a deceitful tongue. And the the only issue you have with that is you never see that happen. Like, I don't know about this promise. You remember? It's sort of like when we see the the total destruction that God does, and you go, that didn't happen back then. Maybe that's something for the future. But also this other thing where where they serve God so fully and so wholly. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, is this after Jesus comes? Is this the time of the disciples? Is this that? But they weren't either. They messed up too, right? Peter, I never knew him, right? Um, Judah, turning him over. Or um, Judah? Judas. Judas. Judas, turning him. (laughs) I knew that sounded wrong. And and so I'm not sure who this remnant is that he's referring Mm. to. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm just not sure what he's talking about there. Because they're going into captivity. 
and they're going to be there for you know 70 years anyway you know and then they're going to start coming back and then they're going to rebuild Jerusalem and then they're going to have all kinds of stuff with Alexander the Great you know and the and the breaking up of the community and then we've got you know the Maccabean period coming mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when when does this actually happen I don't know except it is God promising them I won't utterly destroy you Jerusalem I just won't Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you talk to whole groups of people and you say, I'm not going to destroy all of you, just some of you, you think, well, if I'm one of the ones being destroyed, I don't I don't really know if I'm liking this or not. <laughs> you know, you know, great for Jim. Great that Jim's getting off easy. Yeah. But but how about hello? How about like, Steve and Larry here? What about <laughs> Steve and Larry? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I've always wondered that about some prophecies too, where you see and you go, where's the fulfillment of that? Yeah. Yeah. Which is again where where people look to our future. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of scholars, um, conservative scholars will say it just didn't happen. It, it must be coming. Yeah. And yet it's and yet it's it's just a promise to them that I'm not I think that that's really what it is. It's yeah. just a promise that that you know you're gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as a yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I do like that part where, you know, you can see how people would be, they will eat and lie down and no one will make them afraid. Because at that point in time, in that culture, when was the time you were most likely be, to be attacked or robbed or, you know, during your oh, sleep? Yeah. If you're out if you're out in the wild, too. I mean, you know, yeah. it, that's the danger, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're going to the washroom is another dangerous time. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I heard a guy speak on all animals go to the washroom for about the same period of time because that that's what it takes to be protected in the dangers of the wild. But the truth is the guy was nuts. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that at all. <laughs> Not even within one species does it happen like that. I don't know where the guy was coming from. It was a CBC thing. And the guy oh. was listening to him like he made sense. I was like, come on, CBC, you're better than that. Yeah. It could have been quirks and quarks. I mean, surely Bob knows what's going on there. No, it would never happen with Bob. Bob knows. Uh, Bob's got, Bob knows. Bob. Yeah. Bob's got his head screwed on, right? Yeah, it might have been Q or something, but not. Yeah, quite. good point. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so picking it up at verse eighteen now, most before we get too far off. Yeah, uh, but important discussion. Um, <clears throat> verse eighteen: I will remove from you all who mourn over the loss of your appointed festivals, which is a burden and reproach for you. At that time. I will deal with all who oppressed you. I will rescue the lame. I will gather the exiles. I will give them praise and honor in every land where they have suffered shame. At that time, I will gather you. At that time, I will bring you home. I will give you honor and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your very eyes, says the Lord. Now that sounds very much like like the return from exile. Mm -hmm. Especially when he says, you will return from exile. <laughs> I will oh. gather you from exile. <laughs> yeah. And and he's and so all of this stuff that has embarrassed you, I will bring you back from. Yeah. I wonder if going into exile was as much an embarrassment as it was a horrific experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he says, but he says, I'm going to restore your fortunes. And they do. They come back. They come back and and they live there for many, many years again. Right. Is yeah. is the is this also at the time that you see Israel, you know, like when Jesus comes, they're really looking for two types of Jesus, right? They're looking for this 
savior, this redeemer. But there's also another Jesus that is in the popular culture of looking for someone that would restore the nation too. Yeah, the um, the warrior, the warrior Messiah. Yeah, is this and, where this kind of emerges out of? Like they they think restore your fortunes means one or the other, but not both. Or, yeah, and I'm I'm not sure if they would pick this particular thing to talk about that because mm-hmm. by this time you're talking about Rome, right? You're mm-hmm. you're not talking about Babylon, but 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 when they were looking for the Messiah. You know, they they had this spiritual leader, um, military leader, economic, political leader, and he was all of those things. Mm. And it's a he. I can say he, I guess. The Messiah was all of those things. And I don't know if this would have led them to that, but there's okay. other places that certainly do. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they were looking for. And right. you know what? If we were oppressed, we'd be looking for that too. Yeah. Revelation so, talks about that. Yeah. Revelation says... You know, you are you are so weak and the Jewish people are turning you over to the Romans and the Romans are so powerful. But I want you to know that God is in control of this. Whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and they will realize that you are my people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shame in in being a weaker people. And it's hard for me to grasp that because, you know, I've lived such a a charmed easy life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and we don't mind being in a vassal state of some other state that's south of us <laughs> no no we we don't mind being you know we'll ingratiate ingratiate ourselves to the united states yeah. as long as they'll keep all those armies keeping the whole world at bay for us <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah yeah and and so but these guys i mean it's so easy. It's so much easier for us because we don't have enemies all around us. But but Israel has always had enemies all around them. Yeah. And they've always had enemies that want to destroy them. Right. Even today. Yeah. There's people all around them. And, and the thing that they would find the finest of all things is to destroy them. Right. And that that a, that a country like the United States has stood with Israel for all these years is is really quite an amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, my friend. Folks, is that wasn't that a fascinating way to look through Zephaniah and to think that there there's he's preparing them to go to exile. He says, But I'm gonna bring a remnant of you back. And like Larry said, how how do you feel good about this in some ways? Uh, am I in or out of the club? I don't know, right? Well, they probably you probably tell by how you lived your life, but still at the same time, what a scary thought. And yet God says, I'm here, I'm gonna restore you. The same thing he says to us today. I'm here. I'm going to restore you, even in our darkest times. So thanks, my friend. Um, Folks, as always, we are so thankful that you listen to our podcast. Thank you that you just come with us on this journey every week. We enjoy doing it, and we're thankful that you listen to what we enjoy doing. So we should do that thing where you say, just click subscribe and then (laughs) and then give money. I don't know how that Yeah, considering that we don't even ever give them a place that they could send the money. <laughs> so if you can find us somewhere and you want to just send us money, go we're like the A team. If you can find us, <laughs> no, we we honestly do this because we enjoy it. So, yeah. but we're thankful that you listen along with us. Um, but until next time, I was Steve. He was Larry, and this was the apocalypse.